This is the Adopted Mom Podcast. Adoption may look different for each family, but we need solidarity from other crazy people who took this leap. And that is what we do here. We encourage, we build up, we share the wins and losses. We lean on each other and we get through this together. Thanks for joining us. Hello and welcome to the Adopted Mom Podcast, Season 3, Episode 12. This is Alex Fitton speaking to you. Um, Obviously, I'm your host. And I'm so excited you're here. As of this recording, it's the first episode of December, and that means that I am giddy over here about Christmas. I hope you are too. It's so much fun. And today, I am going to bring you guys an episode from Z and Britt Ivy. Now, they are not adoptive parents, but they have some practical help for our kids from abusive situations, um, particularly sexual abuse, because Britt has a story of that nature from her past. And when they opened their jujitsu gym is when she really started to um, finally get some healing. And I don't want to give too much away, even though it's really hard because it's such a good story and it's such a good reason for um, them to be on the podcast. So I'm so thrilled for you guys to listen to this episode and I can't wait to hear what you think. Um, before we jump in, I want to tell you guys that the t-shirt giveaway is over, wah, wah, but you can still get 20% off of your entire order, not just the adoption t-shirt, but your entire order over at the Family Seal Company with the code Adoptive Mom. And I have links to that in the show notes for this episode, but it's at the Family Seal Company and they are awesome. They're an adoptive family and they're doing amazing things. So definitely go and support them. Um, also, I am not doing the sticker giveaway anymore because it's not November, but I have a super awesome um, fun thing for my email list this month. It is the sensory gift guide. So my friend who is an occupational therapist created a sensory gift guide and an Amazon list that you can pull gift ideas from. And that's going to be in my email for everyone who has already subscribed. And for every new subscriber, you will get this free gift guide as well. So go to the adoptive mom podcast.com slash email and sign up now. Um, I think that's it. Let me know if you like the podcast over on iTunes and you can rate and review it. And um, yeah, that would really help the podcast to get into more ears. So if you like it and you think others might too, definitely go and do that. All right, let's jump in. All right, guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Z and Britt Ivy. Um, Can you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves, who you are and what you do, your family? Um, I'm Britt. And me and Zanez have been together for 10 years. We've been married for five. Mm. We have <laughs> we have a almost nine-year-old daughter, Julia, and a three-year-old daughter, Adelaide. I work for the Center for Mission Mobilization. I'm an accountant there. And then we also own Gracie Jiu-Jitsu NWA in Springdale. Yeah, so just that's... Pretty awesome, pretty legit that you guys um, have started the only one in this area, yes, right? Yes, yes. And Z, I mean, we're going to be talking a lot about jujitsu and stuff like that, but so what's your current ranking? I am a Gracie Jujitsu Stripe One Blue Belt. Which is pretty awesome. Um, I know you said that you've been together for 10 years, mm-hmm. married for five. Um, 
I, do you guys kind of have, I won't say fun, but like an interesting story of how you guys are married now. Um, do you mind giving us a little recap? Um, I mean, we met when I was in college through a friend and I mean, I was just the most amazing lady he's ever met in his life. And (laughs) so (laughs) we were together for two and a half years and then we had our beautiful daughter, Julia, and then we got married when she was three. So we were a little late to the marriage party, but, you know, <laughs> that's all good. We we got together, and then we waited six years before we had another child because we didn't know if we wanted to do that again. For those of you taking notes, that Z, that makes you an, officially a girl dad, right? There, yes. There are no boys besides you in your house. Exactly right. <laughs> so... Uh, and we're going to get into that later, why that's important. But first, I want to kick it back over to Britt. So before you met Z, before you had your girls, you had um, a really traumatic story from college. So tell us about that. Yes. Um, in my junior year of college, when I was, it was probably a month or two after I turned 21, um, I was hanging out with a friend, a guy I'd known for like a year, and um I guess he decided it was time to get intimate, but I did not think that was what should happen. So he raped me um, my junior year of college, and it was very traumatic. I didn't tell anybody. I left his room and just sat in my room and cried for a while and then went over to my best friend's house like nothing happened. She had no idea. And I didn't tell anybody for a year and a half. Um, I became pretty much an alcoholic and did some drugs, like just trying to cover up what had happened. And just, I don't know how I got through college. I just kept going, Um, but I didn't tell anybody. And I finally, my best friend who had gone to her house that night, a year and a half later, we were talking and she, we had mentioned that guy because she had hung out with him with other people before and I had told her what happened and she's like oh my gosh he raped you and I was like um yeah and she's like no yeah that's what happened and I was like yeah and she's like why didn't you tell me or tell anybody and I was like well I just didn't I'm like who was I gonna go tell like he he was an athlete at the U of A and I just didn't I mean everybody watches the news you see all these athletes get off every single time on this stuff. So I didn't want to go through the trauma of going to the police and going through a trial or whatever, and then something still not happen and people saying that I was lying or all of the things that come with telling people when something like that happens to you. Right. So I just didn't tell anybody and it just keeping that buried just manifested itself in bad behavior and bad situations and just a spiral of just gloom. I don't know. It was really hard. And um, she encouraged me to tell my parents. This was at the same time that I met Zanez. Um, I met him two weeks before I told my parents And I didn't plan on telling him, but after I had told my parents one time, we were 
hanging out and my mom had called and she was just having another freak out about it because of course it's traumatic for your parents when they first learn that this happened to your child and that it happened a year and a half ago and they can't even do anything about it now and um so he was at my house when she called and freaked out and so of course he heard the conversation and then I told him what happened and of course he was very upset and he helped me out a lot because at this time I was starting to have, I had suppressed it for a really long time. I had no, I mean, I was drinking a lot and doing some drugs, but I, I never was having like any outbursts or anything like that. Like I, I had almost forgotten it. Like I had pushed it so far back, but once I told people, it just brought everything back out And so I started having like these episodes where, especially if I saw something like on TV and it's around this time, I started noticing how many random rapes are in TV shows and movies and books. Like they'll just be out of the blue. Like you're just having like a normal story and then all of a sudden somebody gets raped and it doesn't even seem like it goes with the story, but they just have it in. So anytime that would happen, or something kind of similar would happen, I would have just a meltdown of crying, sobbing in a ball for like hours. And a lot of these times Z would be there and he'd be the one to like help me through that and get me through that. Or sometimes it would happen when he wasn't there and I would be able to call him and he'd come right over or he'd talk to me on the phone if he couldn't come. And so... That happened for a really long time. Um, My parents tried to get me counseling at this time, and uh, I saw one counselor, and she didn't help at all. She really kind of made it worse. Um, So I would just say to anybody who does know somebody who's been through something traumatic, going to therapy helps, but you really need to be careful about who goes, like who you go to. And you might not even know it's not a good match until you go to that person. But sometimes that can make things worse. And the therapist I went to, it made it worse. I didn't feel like she, I don't, I felt like she didn't believe me. I I felt like she thought it was my fault and it made me not want to see anybody. So I only went to her a couple of times and I was like, no, I'm never going to therapy again. Like that made me feel worse. That didn't help. And then I graduated and moved back home. Um, I'm from Clarksville, Arkansas. I moved back home and I just kind of tanked even more. I just slept on the couch all day. Um, I became anorexic. I quit eating because it was a control thing. It wasn't because I thought I was big because I wasn't. It was I felt like the only thing I could control in my life at that point was what I eat, eat what I consume. And so I was just trying not to. Like, I would be hungry. I'm like, no, I'm not going to eat. Mm. And I lost a lot of weight. I got down to a size zero. And finally, my friend, my best friend came to me and she's like, you have to go see somebody. And she found the um, rape crisis center in our town. And um, I went and saw them, and they were amazing. Um, So I would say if you know anybody who's been sexually assaulted, they should go see a rape crisis center like that. Um, They're free, and they can help 
put you in touch with somebody who can help you further. But that the lady I talked to, I talked to her for like three hours. She was amazing. She was the told me, you know, it wasn't my fault. And she was just really understanding. And it was an amazing experience talking to her and her telling me like all the statistics and like just giving me a bigger, broader view of how many people this affects and and that there's a lot of people out there who want to help you. And that helped me a whole lot. And she got me in touch with a therapist who had also been raped in her early 20s and by a friend, like a situation very similar to my own. And so to go talk to somebody who had experienced that Mm -hmm. and gone through that was major. And that helped out a whole lot. Um, And then after me and Zanez got married, we got really involved in church and reading the Bible and studying the Bible. And then that was another piece that, that filled that hole that I had was Jesus. So I had a little, I had some therapy and then I had Zanez and then I had Jesus, but there was always like this small part. Like if you think of like a pie chart, there was always just this one slice right there that, that was still empty. There was a part of me that was still scared. Um, especially when I'm by myself or when I was out with the girls, like you just have, I mean, I think normal women have these scenarios that run through their head anyways. But then when you come from like a traumatic experience, it's like amplified. And so I just I never was fully healed until I learned jujitsu. And Zanez had been doing it for a few years I thought at first it was weird. I mean, jujitsu, you're on the ground. You're literally on top of the other person. It's very close. And I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) What is this? (laughs) And he's like, oh, it's just something I'm doing to, like a friend of his wanted him to train with him. He needed a training partner. And it took him a while to even talk him into doing it. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. And then I started watching the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu training videos that he was watching. And I was only watching them because Henner and Hedon Gracie, they're good looking. But then also they're (laughs) funny because they're brothers and like they're funny and they say things and they make like these weird looks at each other like, oh, did he just say that? And so it's kind of entertaining. So I started kind of watching them. And then I was looking at it like, oh, no, this stuff is like legit. Like this looks like it it could really help you defend yourself. And that's when Z started telling me that they have a women's program. And so he had me watch the women's training videos. And at the time it was Henner's girlfriend, which they're married now, and his sister were the ones doing it. And I was watching and I was like, oh my goodness, look at these women like they're really protecting themselves. And then I saw them in positions like how I got raped. And I was like, oh, my goodness, if I had known this, that guy would have ended up with a broken arm or choked out or something. But I wouldn't have got raped that night. Right. And I was like, I think I should learn this. And he's like, yeah, you you totally need to learn this. And so we started working at home. It was kind of weird at first. I'm not, I've never done 
anything, any kind of martial arts, anything like that before. And so I didn't know how to move my body. It wasn't until he taught me how to do the rear naked choke that I was like, oh, wow, this is awesome. Because it's like I was choking him and he couldn't do anything about it. And he's obviously way stronger than me. But through the technique of it, I could have choked him out and he couldn't have done anything. And so I was like, okay, yeah, this is it. And then it wasn't that long after that that we started our gym. And I got my combatives belt, which is your first belt promotion, in this last um, January. Was it January? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this last January. And that was a huge deal for me. Because, number one, I really haven't ever finished anything in my life. So (laughs) to train that hard... And work for, it was like eight months. I was doing jujitsu like five to eight hours a week. You do not have to do jujitsu that long, that many hours a week to learn it. But I just did. When you own the gym. Yeah, when you're, I mean, I was at the gym anyway, so I might as well be doing it. Right. Um, But just when I got my first stripe on my white belt, I felt pretty good about myself. When I got my second, you get four stripes before you get promoted. When I got my second stripe... I remember walking in the park with the girls. We were walking around Gully Park. And I was having these, like, scenarios go through my mind. Like, what if a guy jumped out right now? I would do this, 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 and this. Like, I had a whole scenario in my head of how I would defend us with the stuff that we had learned. And the whole time we were walking, we walked two miles. And the whole time, I just had jujitsu. What do you call them? Jujitsu daydreams or something? everybody who learns jujitsu starts having these at some point yep. but and I, I was just like i'm good yeah and then i got my third stripe and i felt even better and then when i got my promotion um when you take your test you you take it on videos and then z grades them and then he sends them into gracie headquarters in california and they grade them they basically grade z grading you but they wrote on my test they said and it kind of makes me choked up this is like the greatest thing i think almost anybody's ever said to me was we are a hundred percent confident that if you were attacked you would be able to defend yourself wow and that was huge i mean it was like oh my goodness the gracies think that i can protect myself right and they've been doing this forever so they gotta know yeah so before and i want to get into some of this i mean just some of the deeper stuff about jujitsu and why we're talking about that on an adoption podcast but before we do i want to kick it over to z so Walk us through the emotions of of hearing this story from your now wife, but at the time girlfriend. Um, how did I mean? How did that make you feel? Well, then at the time when she told me, it was just one of those moments of like, man, you know, because these, these things they happen. It's real, and to be with someone that you know that this happened to them. It wasn't just uh, outside looking in, a story on the news, or uh, something someone just told you. This is someone that you that you know now know, and so for that moment, it was just like for myself, it was just 
like, man, you know it's real, but a guy like this really happened. Like, a guy really did this to her. And there was nothing she can do about it. And so at that time, it was just a piece of me was angry, uh, sad, I mean, just sad, and just, man, I wanted to, like, do something for her. Like, hey, sh- show me the guy. Uh, <laughs> I can deal with this guy for you right now. Oh, he legitimately of, was like, show deal. me a picture. This guy was like, no, you're, no, you don't need to do it. <laughs> I don't want you to get in trouble. Because it was, yeah, it's f- for myself, it's just one of those things that, like I said, you hear it. Like anyone else can hear it, just like right now, people will hear this, and there are, uh, I'm sure there are many people that's hearing this now that do not know anyone, or they think they don't know anyone right. that have been through something like this. But uh, I learned my my world changed real quick because now I knew someone that went through this, and I was witnessing it firsthand myself like something that had happened um now i mean months months later how it still had a grip on someone to uh control their life and it's like understandable like mm-hmm. what are you supposed to do just act like you know just charge to the guy yeah whatever it's, it's all good it's over with you know, time heals I'm like no it doesn't and like i said it's it just here i was mixed emotions anger shame I'm a guy, you know, and it's just like, man, you know, I don't, I'm not that we type of suck. guy, you <laughs> know, because like right. for real, it, it made it, well, it made me feel like that because it's just like, man, because I'm a guy, mm-hmm. you know, and and there are other guys out there that that feel this way, that do these type of things, and I mean, it's still happening today, but just being with someone that I just personally knew and I liked, you know, and just to know that some guy did this to her. And to know that she had shared it with anyone. And to me, it was your average person. Like, nothing like that would have ever happened to you. And the way she carried herself, you would never have thought that happened. Even after she told me in the days after, I remember just, like, playing it over in my head. I I didn't even know the the uh, the deep details of it. But your imagination can just take you, take you places because you can just imagine, like, wow, this this young lady said stop and this guy didn't it just really brought it to a a place of reality that i've never thought about uh a woman being attacked before and that just changed my mindset forever Mm -hmm. when it came to uh a woman being in a position to where a man uh rapes them yeah. Sexually assaults them, uh, whether it be rape or just groping them, saying something that a woman just feel like she's not in a position to stand up for herself. Because what would this guy do next? Just anything on that level just really changed my mindset about a lot of things uh, as far as treating uh, treating women and having a. Uh, just wanting women to be comfortable because that really made me think about things like I'm walking in a store. A woman's in front of me by herself. It's a little dark. This lady's kind of looking back a little bit. I notice that I slow down and kind of stop and let them get walk on up because I'm not thinking about her. But I don't because now it made me think about this lady. It's probably concerned. This guy coming up. What is he about? 
and something like that in the past would have just been like, yeah, whatever. I'm not thinking about that label. That, well, she she got to, you know. She needs to get over it. Yeah, she got to get over it. I mean, come on. Everybody's not out trying to attack you. But then you you meet people. Because now on my wife, I've met other people, unfortunately, that have been in these uh, situations. And it's just like, man, no, this is happening more often than people think. It's just that uh, women are not saying anything. They're holding it in. They're not speaking out because, uh, I mean, you, you see how people react to women when they do come out. First, they're accused of being the one that was wrong. Mm-hmm. They're made to feel bad. They're uh, ridiculed, ashamed until they can finally just really prove it concrete that this happened. Right. I mean, outside of having video of, of witnesses, I mean, shoot, it was a situation. I mean, head witnesses and the guy still got off. But, I mean, many situations like this. So there are many women walking around like this on a daily basis. And, uh, and just to know that one day my life changed forever, just knowing that now I personally know someone that's been walking around with this uh for over a year now how yeah. long it had it been a couple yeah, of years it was a year and a half year and a half yeah. so yeah that's 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 wild to me knowing that someone can walk around like that with that burden and still just carry on in life like everything's cool yeah well and i, I mean this goes for all kinds of abuse you know specifically we're talking about sexual abuse but even if I remember correctly, as you were, as, as he got off of you and you were leaving, you said, I didn't want that. And he said, yeah, you did. Right. Yeah. So yeah. even just the mental manipulation and taking like stripping even that control that mm-hmm. he's even trying to tell you what you think. And there, like I said, there are so many different kinds of abuse and verbal and um, verbal and mental abuse and neglect and all of that. Um can make a person feel completely out of control of their own body and their own lives and minds and just be scared all the time. Um, But we're relating this to kids specifically because as adoptive parents, and you guys are not adoptive parents, Mm -hmm. but as adoptive parents, you know, we get kids in our home all the time and we don't know their full story. We don't know what happens. We just see the results. So Z, when you had, I mean, you have two daughters and, um, how did how did that impact the way that you are a father to them? Because I've I've seen this and I know that you you could have done that. You could have said, I'm a man, I will protect them. But you're not naive and you're you're you know, Britt didn't have her dad there to protect her in that dorm room. So you've chosen a different way to hand them the tools to protect themselves. How do you think that Britt's story specifically and the way that it made you feel impacted you as a father of girls? Oh well, hundred percent. Because, like you just hit on the key, key factor there, dad's not going to be around. You can't be around your kids twenty four seven. I don't want to be around my kids twenty four seven. You know, I, I want my kids to grow up. I want them to become uh, successful adults that uh, that's full of courage and and uh, learn to love and have grace and mercy towards people, but. But of course, know how to do that in a in a way of, of confidence, mm-hmm. not feeling like they uh, have to walk around in fear or uh, any type of shame or feeling uh, any type of feelings of not being wanted. 
mm-hmm. you know, you give that to your kids uh, as a father as best as best as I can, as God uh, graced me to do. But it, it did give me something like, you want to know what? I'm in a position that I can give my daughter something to uh, defend themselves with. And like I said, at this point, I had been in jujitsu for for a couple of years, a few years, and I can teach this to my daughter. Right now, Adelaide wasn't born at the time. It was a Julio. She was what, about four. Yeah. So, so, yes, four years old. I started just playing jujitsu with my daughter. And when I mean playing, I take techniques and I would do them with her, but in a playful manner. Uh, just basically just rolling around on the floor and I grab her hands and put her hands in certain places. And then I like act out something like I fall down and roll over. Like, oh, you got me. This playing jujitsu, going through these same motions over and over again. So for her, she thought we was playing, but she was learning techniques and how I know she was learning techniques. Because now over the weeks and the months, we still, we're still playing like this. Now when I push her a certain way. Guess what? She does the technique to prevent me from pushing her over. Now, when I try to get on top of her and pin her down, she she knows how to trap the arm and bridge her hips to get me off of her. She knows how to uh, position her body to where I can't uh, get so heavy on her to where it's just just immobilizes her. She was picking up on these things, but we're playing to her. It's still it's just playing. Right. It was never a class. And I learned that through the uh, the Gracie uh, Jiu-Jitsu curriculum. They have one that's specifically for kids called Bully Proof, uh, Gracie Bully Proof. So I was, you know, I was learning that and uh, teaching that to my daughter. I'm not an instructor at this time. I'm just a father that was uh, enjoying a hobby of Jiu-Jitsu. And and I, as deeper I got into it, I realized that shoot. I need to be teaching my kids this. My daughters, they they need to learn this more than than any anyone. Because I felt like still no one was going to be jumping out of the bushes on me, trying to drag <laughs> me off. I mean, I felt pretty confident about that. Not saying that it couldn't you know happen, but I'm just uh, people usually looking for the the weak. I, I don't look too uh, as a pushover. So I'm not saying that someone can be kind of off of their wagon that day and try me. <laughs> but uh, it'd be good for them now if they was to try me because I just, you know, I'd control them and hold them down, one hurt them, and I'd help them change their mind. But <laughs> I had to give those same uh, skills to my daughters. And so that's what I continue to do. And I witnessed my daughter herself uh, gain uh, gain confidence. And you can just kind of sit back sometimes and see how she interact with other kids that decide to want to push around and things like that and just see the way she uh, handled herself. And it's just like, there we go. This is it's worth it, and so uh, for myself, that's like I'm doing this jujitsu. I'm not gonna sit here and learn all of these valuable self defense techniques and not share them with my daughters, right? Because uh, it's developed. Gracie jujitsu was developed for someone that's smaller to be able to defend themselves against someone that's bigger, stronger, more athletic. That's all about. Knocking, knocking you out, trying to drag you away, take you to a secluded place, throw you in the back of a trunk or something. I mean, just anything that goes totally against your will. Right. That's what it's about. Being in a worse position, but being able to survive and get away. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm teaching that to my to my daughters. Well, it's funny. I I take uh, I take I go to class with them and I help out by filming some Instagram stuff for my husband to do some marketing stuff for their gym. And I was doing a, an Instagram story of Julia. What was it? Getting you in an arm lock? And she did yeah. it so fast. Z tapped as fast as I've ever seen him tap. <laughs> so she she gets it. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and her confidence level, like she was a very timid, yep. quiet mm-hmm. girl. I mean, at school, the teachers would ask her questions and they could barely hear her answers. She was just so shy. But she's really in the last two, three years through jujitsu because you, in the Bullyproof program, he, they reenact, like, situations and scenarios where they really have to speak up and say, no, you can't do this to me. And just doing those scenarios have just helped out in her, her whole life. And now at school, like, she speaks up. She talks to more kids. She's not as timid. We're not... We're not at parent-teacher conference and the teacher going, I just wish she would just talk more. Yeah. She would open up more. Like, we don't get that anymore. And I I know that's directly related to jujitsu because it's just given her so much confidence and just the role-playing that the kids do in class. Mm-hmm. All of those kids in our class, like when we first started, they some of the girls were in tears. They couldn't stand mm-hmm. in front of another kid and say no you can't do that to me it was too much for him and so he even had to step it back to okay you're just gonna stand in front of each other and say no or just say stop and so they did that for a couple classes of just saying that and they got their confidence up in that and then they were able to no you can't touch me like that or no you can't hit me or you can't talk to me like that and all of those kids now they've the ones we have in our class have been with us for a while and they're you can just see all of their confidence levels and just how they deal with the role play and their parents are telling us um about situations that the kids have like in the neighborhood like a neighborhood bully or something and that they see their kid is now standing up for themselves and it's it's been really really cool to see these kids grow and their confidence and just standing up for themselves Mm -hmm. i love that and Mm -hmm. i think that i mean i want to relate that back to your story too because you know we're talking about kids we're talking about specifically adopted kids who are coming from hard places and trauma and um if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know, we talk about trauma a lot and there are several episodes where we talk about the actual biology of trauma. Um, so I'm going to do this really poorly, but basically in your brain, your amygdala is your fear receptor. And for so many of our kids, it's firing on overdrive because they've been hurt in the past. So they are walking around just terrified all the time and their amygdala is telling them that they are in danger Constantly, So they can't focus on being a kid. They can't focus on schoolwork. They can't focus on using their words and not having an outburst because they're, they're just trying to survive. And Britt, when I was telling you that before we started recording, you related to that because even as an adult who, you know, had a normal upbringing, who, mm-hmm. you know, didn't have that lack of confidence growing up, that's how you walked around, right? Just oh, totally. scared. Yeah. I had a completely happy childhood, confident, 
But when that trauma happened, I didn't know how to deal with that as an adult. So I can't even imagine as a child having to deal with that. And I mean, yeah, it's hard to function when you're walking around with that trauma inside of you. Yeah. And so, I mean, and absolutely, I can only imagine. And I think for so many of us, we forget that because we, you know, grow up normal, so to speak, um, that we, we, we have no way to even access what that feels like. And Z, I know that you, um, you were saying that you started to understand it when she told you, because in your mind that had been something that didn't, you know, that was like what happened on the news or about that friend of a friend or whatever, but now it hit home. It was someone that you cared about. Um, and even so as, as parents, not to relate you to Brit as a parent, but as parents, we get kids in our home and we have no way of, of relating to that. We don't understand that they're scared. We don't understand mm-hmm. why they're just freaking out all the time or why they lie because they're trying to just control their mm-hmm. environment mm-hmm. any way they can. Um, and you, you know, it was really cool when you were talking about how jujitsu was that final missing piece for you. I looked over at Z and you were just smiling. Like you loved hearing that she now walked on the trail feeling better. Um, and even me, whenever I took my first class, I remember leaving and feeling that I never realized how how scared I actually was mm-hmm. because you just don't yeah. think about that. I mean, that's no. just as a woman, that's just your life. You, you grow up with right. It. Like you're yeah. in the grocery store parking lot. Mm-hmm. That's just a part of you. You. It's not like, oh, today I'm scared. It's like that's just how you're raised. You have to be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. And for kids, it doesn't matter if you're a, a man or yeah. I mean a girl or a boy. Um, but even after one class, I was like this is this is what that empowerment feels like. And I know mm-hmm. for you, Britt, that had to be even more so. And now that you have um, an advanced belt, gosh, I just, I can't imagine that confidence. And that's got to be really cool. And I love, Z, seeing your reaction, just how, like, proud you are of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to relate that back to, back to these kids because as parents, these are exactly the kind of tools that we can be handing them, right, Z? Oh, 100%. Most definitely because... The beautiful thing about Grace's Jiu-Jitsu is uh, I learned is the techniques. You learn, you come to class, you learn these techniques. They are incredible techniques that can be used if you, someone was to attack you. Someone big and strong decide, hey, you're the victim, and they're going to pick you out. So whatever it is to drag you off, or beat you up, rob you, whatever it is. So you learn these techniques. But you learn something real quick taking grace of jujitsu. You realize that, like you just said, like, man, you want to know what? I didn't realize I was thinking like this. Mm-hmm. And now you you get, oh, I've been thinking like this, and now I have something to connect it with to use. But then it goes even deeper because you, you start to realize that, okay, I'm learning these techniques, but you want to know what? The chances of me... As crazy as this world is, I mean, you can cut the news on, world news, local news, but you still figure out something. The chances of me going out and someone jumping out of the bushes and attacking me are still extremely slim. Right. So there's a possibility that I can go through years and years of learning this and never use one technique in my life to defend myself, defend family, friends. Go through my whole life. But you realize something. 
that in your everyday life has been helping you. You get start getting into sticky situations. Let me explain it this way. In jujitsu, we put ourselves in the worst possible situation. And then we say, what are you going to do to get out? And we figure it out. Mm -hmm. And we drill those techniques to help us get out of the worst case scenario. We don't start from the best case scenario and then say, okay, this is what we're going to do. No, we start from the worst case scenario. You're already, this is a position that you totally don't want to be in. We're going to start from right there. Now, what are you going to do? Let's break it down. And we break it down. We give essential details and we teach and you learn and you grow. But you go, you go to work next day. A kid, they're at school. Things just wasn't a good day. Not even getting picked on or anything like that. Just one of those days. It seems like the teacher probably wasn't. Uh, giving you the attention that you felt you deserved. Seemed like your lunch was too cold. Uh, it seems like it, the bus driver that day was seemed angry with you. I mean, just all these different things. And you're able to take a deep breath and look at the situation and figure out how to maneuver through it. Because jujitsu teaches you to relax. It teaches you to be in that position that's horrible. And just relaxing and working your way out of it versus panicking, Mm -hmm. trying frantically to get out of it doesn't work. You lose energy and you're in the worst position and you didn't get away. Now you learn to relax. Yeah. You learn to look at the situation. If someone is on top of me and they're holding me down, am I in trouble? I used to well have told you, yes, this is bad. Someone's on top of me against my will, and they're holding me down. I got to do something now. Now, I understand that it's not bad as it looks. If someone is on top of me holding me down, my mindset says, what are they, what are they not doing? They're holding me down, so they're not punching me. Because in order to punch me, they have to let me go. So they can't hold me down and punch me at the same They have to choose one. So if they're just focusing on holding me down, I'm like, well, all right. The first victory, I'm not getting punched in the face. You know, I mean, <laughs> this, this, this is your know, score. I'm telling you, and this is the mindset. This is the mindset that, that jujitsu would give you. And then you start figuring out, okay, this, this isn't too bad. And so you relax. And then that person on top of you realize how relaxed you are. They're not panicking. They're not frantic right now. What's really going on? And so they decide. They're going to take it up a notch. They're going to decide to punch. But in order to punch me, they have to relinquish some type of control. And right in that window, that's where my escape is going to be. And that's where we train. That's where we, we teach. You learn that in jujitsu. You say, well, Z, how can someone practice a technique on how to get from underneath someone Train them to be able to take just everyday life situations and approach it in that type of jujitsu mindset. Because every day you come to class, you're put in stressful situations. Mm -hmm. But because it's a controlled manner, it allows you to relax, even though it it may be uncomfortable because of the control. manner like i said and 
the camaraderie of the the atmosphere. Everyone is there to help one another, uh, build one another up. No one's there to try to uh, bring anyone down. And you sense that. You sense that uh, feeling you get from other students. You're going to get that feeling from me. And it allows you to just relax. Although you may still be uncomfortable because you just was very close, as you know. But it allows you to relax. Yeah. It allows you to realize now when you leave class, man, that was a position I never would have wanted to be in. And I was with this person. I, I just met this person today, and they was on top of me. We practicing these <laughs> techniques, breathing on one another, sweating. And then so you go out, and situations happen. And, you're, and you think, and it gets comical because you start to say to yourself, I was in a tighter situation than this in class last night. This can't, <laughs> this not, this can't be that bad. Right. It just helps you just think about things in a different mindset. That's all. It just really helps you think about things in a different mindset. And just having that, that opportunity to learn, it really does take you to a point of, I am strong. Yeah. I can handle myself. I can walk through this life with my shoulders square and my head up. And I can walk around and know that because I can defend myself, you carry yourself in a different way. And people, when you walk in a room, people notice it. I think that self-defense, uh, martial arts, gets the wrong rep. And that rep is it's all about learning how to defend yourself if you're attacked. The thing is, is that when you learn how to defend yourself, you're least likely to be attacked in a way because predators, what do they do? They first seek out whom they are going to attack, who they choose to attack. They're not going to look at, someone is going to look at you and say, man, really looks like that lady will take it to me if I was to jump <laughs> out on her. They're just not, they're, no, they're going to see that and say, uh, no, never mind. She looks alert. Oh, man, that. That kid isn't stuck in this phone walking. This kid is looking around. No, never mind. Looks like that that lady's ready to sound an alarm. They're going to move on to someone else, not paying attention. Looks like they're in La La Land. Looks timid. Looks half afraid. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to go for. When you have this martial arts, uh, you walk around. And like my wife was talking about earlier, you, you have those... Uh, scenarios you can't help it you take a few classes you start running scenarios through your head it's surprising i always tell people when you get to that level and you tell me you started running scenarios through my head that's a proud day for me because that that (laughs) lets me know that it's really sticking this this information you're getting is really starting to stick because now you start walking around and instead of walking around intimidated you start seeing people and saying man if that guy was to just jump out right now like turn around and try to hit like what would i do right like man all right yeah yeah and you just start running those scenarios also what what he's talking about too is on the confidence level of knowing that you can defend yourself like for me that the trauma of being raped took away what i thought was my control it took away my sense of of security or that I could protect myself. Just safety in general. Yeah, which exactly. That's such, an, that's such an integral part of your mindset as a child, yeah. especially. And, and so I think about children who have been sexually abused or emotionally 
or physically, physically, any of that, they're growing up feeling like I can't do anything. That's a good one. Somebody can always make me do whatever they want to do. Like I have no control. Yeah. But once you learn how to defend yourself, you get that control back. Yeah. And then you start walking around feeling like, oh, no, I do have this. I can kind of I I'm the captain of my ship. Like nobody can just come and make me do something I don't want to do. Right. Like I know I know what to do. I can, if an adult is doing something to me, I can look at him and go, no, I am going to go tell somebody. And you can't silence me, you know, because I know a lot of kids, like, they're told, like, you better not tell anybody. Right. But when they have the confidence and they've been taught how to tell another person, no, you can't do this to me, they're more likely to me to walk away after something has happened and be able to go tell somebody to know, no, it is okay for me to go tell somebody what happened. And I feel like that as an adult, I didn't feel like I could go tell anybody what happened to me. But now it's like, oh, if somebody does something to me, oh, yeah, I'm going right to the police or I'm going to go tell somebody, hey, look, this happened to me and you need to go handle this. Yeah. And I feel like I know Julia, our eight-year-old has come up to us on many times and told us now things that have happened to her like at school like these kids picked on her or whatever like she's she's gone and told teachers hey this kid was bullying me and the teacher's able to go then go talk to that kid where before she would come home and be like these kids blah blah blah. i'm like did you go tell the teacher and she's like no. I'm like, why didn't you tell the teacher? They need to go tell that kid to not do that to you. And she just was too intimidated to go tell anybody. And I mean, this is a girl who's had a happy childhood, has parents who are always trying to instill confidence in her, but she still could not go tell a teacher that somebody was doing something wrong to her. Right. But now she, through the role playing that they do and the techniques and she now feels like, oh, that kid was doing something wrong to me. I'm going to go tell the teacher. And she does. And she gets it handled right then. She doesn't need mom or dad to go back later and tell the teacher, did you know this happened on the playground today? It's like, no, now we're having the teacher shoot us an email. Hey, Julia came up on the playground and said this kid pushed her and we went and we addressed the situation. And we're like, oh. Okay, well, good job. Thank you. And so it just That's awesome. gives mm. kids, especially kids who have been through trauma, because I know how that is, it's going to give them the tools they need to speak up. If anything, they'll be able to speak up. So I yeah, love yeah. that. And I think that y- you said something a minute ago, Z, too, about just normal everyday life things that happen. Um, you know, I think you said like my lunch is too cold or the bus driver was mean to me or whatever. And for these kids, a lot of the time it's not actual things that are happening. It's perceived reality. And mm-hmm. that's something we mm-hmm. learn in trauma training is that it doesn't matter if it's real. Nope. If it, if they think it's real, then it's real to exactly. them and their brain is telling them that they're going to have to 
protect themselves. And I went I went through that as well. I mean, when when all of this came back up, that's at the beginning of our relationship. And I mean, we had some crazy fights and it was because of me. I mean, I was I couldn't trust him no matter all the trustworthy qualities he could show in my head. No guy was ever going to treat me the right way or wasn't going to be who I needed or whatever. And I perceived a lot of things that were not true, but your head just tells you because somebody else did this to you that everybody's going to do it right. to you. And so you're not able to focus on, you know, I mean, for you, it was, you know, your career being a mom or just yeah. whatever. And for these kids, it's like learning, uh, yeah, eating, going to school, eating dinner like a normal yeah. person. And I, I have to or be a disciplined. Absolutely. But I'm but so glad you said that disciplined. But to them, you know, if you were physically or mentally abused and then you're in an, a loving family now but you're getting disciplined just like any other kid you don't take it the same no. way and that's actually what I was just about to say mm-hmm. is you know you Clark has been training with you guys as well our our teenager and that I noticed that whenever he first started move in when he would have these outbursts where he would flip out I could even just like if he would try to like turn away I could put my hand on his arm and it was like a caged animal like he would freak out thinking I was going to attack him and he's bigger than me mm-hmm. but that's what that's what abuse tells you and I love that what you guys are saying just that this confidence that it brings even I think it was Yuzi that said like you're probably not even going to have to use these techniques but just the mentality that if if it came up, you could, mm-hmm. yeah. is enough to make you walk around like a different person. Mm-hmm. And to stand up for yourself in different situations, be it work or school, just being able to feel like you can do something about your own life. Yeah. Like you have that. Cause like I said, I felt like I had no control over my life. And now it feels like, no, I do have control, not just in, Somebody can physically do something to me, but just in everyday situations, like I control what happens to me. It's my choice on how things play out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, See, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say it. Just uh, Gracie Jiu Jitsu helps you rightly take command mm-hmm. of your life. Uh, it really helps you to. Now say you want to know what, I'm going to do something about my situation. But it helps guide you in the right way. Jiu-Jitsu is very powerful. Very powerful. Uh, People come and they get empowered. They learn something that they can take, defend themselves with, uh, help others with. Give them a boldness and a courage that they never thought was possible. Everyone has a choice after they learn jujitsu. They can take this art that they have now learned and take command of their life rightfully. And what I mean by that is make the positive decisions. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what it is, it's a kid at school, an adult at work, whatever you're faced with. You can now take command of that with a newfound uh, courage through a martial art. Like I said, these are things that you really have to come on the mat 
come to the gym to experience. I can talk all day about it, but unless you experience it yourself, uh, you won't fully be able to relate with it. You can take this martial art and go the negative route with it. And the sad thing is, is that it's a lot of people won't come into the gym and make a choice either way, whether that be to learn this art and take it the positive route or the negative route. Because I'm just convinced that anyone coming to, I know Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, Springdale, <laughs> also known as NWA, Northwest Arkansas, I know that they would choose the right way to learn this art, practice it, and share it with others. Just because of the the feel, the the way I carry myself, and the way I, I teach people, I, I want everyone to embrace it with love. Because I don't want anyone to take this and use it to let out frustration. People say, "Well, what about bullies? What about if I have someone they have? Like I had a parent ask me, my my kid is the bully. Mm. What do I do with them? I'm like, put them in class." They're like, but my kid, I'm, I'm being honest, my kid is the bully, Z. They're the problem. I don't think teaching them how to be even more physical is going to help them. I'm like, nope, you're missing it. See, people just think you come to jujitsu and just learn how to break someone's arm, learn how to choke someone's neck. No, 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 no. That's not it at all. You come in. And you learn that you can be defeated easily by anyone. You come to class, we have accountants, you know, mothers, daughters. You, know, you have people in different walks of life in there from young and old. And you see, I sit back myself and I look at the class and I say, man, I would never know that these individuals are practicing jujitsu, and not only practicing jujitsu, but are, but are highly effective at it. I look at the kids, I look at these young ladies. I have a class full of young ladies, and I love it in my kids' class. I'm looking at these young girls, and it's like there are some boys on the park that don't know that these young ladies can toss them <laughs> quickly easily and be all right i'm yes i'm always getting uh stories from parents now about how their kid i mean one young lady very one i mean you just tell her to stand in front of someone and tell the other kid no this is a friend she knows the other kid she will cry what's the problem i'm just i'm not used to looking in people's eyes and standing up for myself it just makes me it just makes me feel so weird and so uncomfortable the same young lady months later, mom's telling me a story on how she was standing up from a, for another young lady that was getting bullied by someone. She stepped up and said, no, if you want to do something to her, you got to do it to me. And you're not doing <laughs> anything to me. It's like, what? She did this? Like, yeah, she did that. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. Because. Just that confidence, that confidence, she made that choice. She made the choice that you want to know what, I'm going to take this. I'm going to use it for the positive. 
Kid got a problem with anger. Bring him to jujitsu. Yeah. Bring him to jujitsu because then it, it it gives them opportunity to release some of their energy. It gives them opportunity to learn how to take that energy and use it. And it, and I always teach the class in a way of giving kids the the permission to. I always like to say, how do, what do I tell the kids to uh, be the bully patrol? Yeah. It's all right. If, if you're going to be that tough kid, be the tough kid for the for the weak kids. Be that tough kid for them. Be the, be the tough kid against the bullies. The bullies that's around, you be that. Be that kid. That when the, the weaker kids see you, they're happy. They're not running, trying to go the other way. There's nothing wrong with that. We all need that. I got bullied. I wish someone stepped up for me, you know, and uh, and I can even think about that just back when I got bullied, how aggressive I was. He was like, hold up, see, I thought you got bullied. That was the way I thought I can combat being bullied. If I was to be very hyper aggressive, mean, appear to be some tough guy, the bullies will see me and not want to pick on me. I'll look at it. Nope. Don't want to mess with it. Didn't work. Didn't work. Did not work. Not all of the time. Worked sometimes. Didn't work majority of the time. But I was hyper-aggressive. Got me in several fights. Got me beat up. Wasn't worth it. But I meet other kids that's in the same position. And I'm able to relate to it. It's like, okay. I see what it's like. They're so just angry every time they look up. You know, they're, they're right. Like, no. That's their, that's their shield. That's them enacting control. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way they know how to do it. Because a lot of times, you know, you argue with people. You, you get real defensive with people. What's the real reason? Fear. Like, well, how, I wouldn't argue with someone if I was truly afraid or be ready to puff my chest out. Like, no, because just like a, a get animals. They all of a sudden they uh, let off toxins out of their skin, or they blow up huge and let off spikes or certain type of uh, sense. They do these things out of fear for their right. life because they think they're about to be eaten or something. So all of a sudden they they let off this crazy smell, or they do something a vicious uh, hiss, or they do something. A, a snake will curl up and then a strike and bite. That's out of fear. They're afraid. You corner a dog, it's going to try to bite its way out of this corner. It's out of fear. Mm-hmm. But you take someone, you remove the fear, they're much more calm. And it's the weirdest thing. I, I never got that myself till I learned jujitsu. It's like the more I learn, the, the less I do. Because now you understand that if someone gets upset with you, Okay, no telling what happened this day. I'm going to keep my distance, keep my distance management. We teach that. You know, you never want to get in an argument or altercation with anyone in close quarters. They might snap, punch you in the face or something. So keep your distance management. But I'm going to stay calm. Right. And understand I have nothing to be afraid of because I can defend myself. So you stay calm. And you realize that you stay calm. Remove yourself from the situation. If you can't remove yourself away from a situation, just stay calm. You'll be surprised on how calm the other person begins to uh, become. People don't like to argue with themselves. I'm telling you. Just try. And people say, yeah, no, nah, you don't get this person. You know, trust me. It, it may not work the first time. 
It may not even work the second or third time. But you just continue to listen to them. Just make up in your, your mind that you you will allow this person to vent. Mm-hmm. Don't get offended by anything. Just allow them to vent. You will learn. I've done this myself personally. I know this work. They will stop arguing with you. And you will find yourself having conversations with them. It works. Yeah. People will not sit there. Now you say, well, it doesn't work. And I guarantee if you're saying that right now, it doesn't work. It's probably because you engage with them in the argument. If you don't engage them, just, I'm, t- I'm not saying don't say anything and be making, you know, rolling your eyes and, you know, all this body language. I mean, sincerely look at them and listen. And not only while you're listening, really try to hear what they're saying. Right. Because a lot of, you will find out what the true problem is. Allow that person to vent. And you'll, you'll see real quick, things start changing. Things will start changing. And, and, uh, and it'll become comical later. It'll be like a little bit of a joke. You know, <laughs> like I've done this. I've done this on a couple of occasions with uh, different people. And, uh, yeah, we have just uh, incredible conversations now. Beautiful conversations. But I tell you, Alex, for for kids... What I have witnessed firsthand with the bachelor kids that I have that's, that have been there now for a little over a year from when they started to now, uh, not problem kids, all of them were timid. Uh, a, co- a couple of them were extremely timid, but they all now are very calm, very open, uh, very relaxed now. And it's like they're free. Yeah. They're free. It's just something you have to see in the parents. And I know it's something different because the parents, what the parents tell me and how they're just so encouraged about the the things that their kids do, that just nothing to do, like I said, nothing to do with defending themselves. Just things that they never done before that they now do. It's something as simple as dad saying that she brings me water when I'm out doing yard work. Well, you never bring me water. Well, we've been talking about in class about being a good citizen. And, it, <laughs> and she's talking about you, how you talk about how it always starts at home first. Yeah. Those little things that they take home with them. And you just see the change. Like I said, the family is always going to see the change first. I'm always the last to get it because, like I said, it's just a couple hours a week for myself. But the, the family is always the first ones to see it. And it's just those little things. Like for my wife, she had said it was that, that missing puzzle piece. She felt like that sliver that was out of that out of that uh, graph that she was uh, missing. And she added that in. And it gave her, if it completed that that full circle healing that uh, that she needed. Uh, for myself, it helped me to uh, relax, just calm down, not be so intense about everything. But just, uh, you want to know what? It's not that bad at all. <laughs> just smile it off. You know, I, I've had people wrap their arms around my neck, and and I've had to try to get out of that sticky situation. I'll be all right. You know, my kids, my, my daughter, I've seen her uh, when she was getting picked on, very timid. Now I see how open and free she is. And uh, just just different different things uh, like that. It's something that's worth trying. 
hundred percent worth trying. Like I said, things you felt it after one class. I said it's just one of those things, jujitsu. You try to get people to come in uh, to experience it because I can talk about it all day. But until you get on the mat, experience it, leave, come back, leave, and then you get it. Yeah. And you get why people started and people don't quit because I don't have a rotating door. We've been open uh, about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half, and don't have a rotating door. People come, they try, and they stay. And they stay because they get in there and they realize that, oh, yes, this goes way deeper than learning how to defend myself. It is an awesome stress relief. Uh, uh, losing weight. I got people in there losing weight. They just love it for for that side of the uh, tree. Uh, got some older people there that's like, man, helps them keep the joints loose and gives them a, a reason to get out and do something active. I mean, it just it just benefits on, on many platforms that uh, you just want to experience until you show up. I love that. It's really cool. And I think that I, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to tell you guys as the listeners this, that, um, I mean, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, it, it kind of works like a franchise, right? So you guys, but, but what's really cool about it is that every instructor is, it's a super rigorous training. Like you actually had to go out to California yes. to even get your certification. Being, you got to be invited. Oh yeah, that's true. California, yes. And you made the cut out of a ton of people. Yes. But this is a nationwide thing, right? Yes. Like there's there's a worldwide. Yeah, worldwide, worldwide. Actually, worldwide, yes. That's true. I, I'm sure I have some international listeners. I just meant this is not something yeah. that's just for my local listeners. This is something that anyone can access oh, yes. anywhere they live. Mm-hmm. Um, where can they find that information? Is there a website where they can look up their state or Yes, yes. You, uh so for anyone, regardless of where you at, because I mean there are literally uh Gracie Jiu-Jitsu certified training centers all over the world. You can go to GracieUniversity.com. Once you get to their website, uh, there is a spot that says uh, certified CTCs. That's a certified training center. Uh, and the difference is, of course, there are gyms that they're not certified, which means that the Gracies themselves did not uh they didn't go through that rigorous uh, course with the Gracies to learn how to teach the program to get certified through them. Once you're certified, you're on a list, and you can find that list on Gracie University. CTC Certified Schools, click on that, and it's a map. You just click on where you're at. If you're in Australia, click on Australia, put your zip code in, and if there's one in your area, it'll pop up one close to you. And I mean, there's, I mean, literally, wherever Hawaii, you're in in uh, Korea, Korea, you're in Italy. I mean, there are literally all over the world. Just look it up, put in your zip code, and if one nearby, it'll pop up. And if you can make it, get in there, get in there and train. Uh, like I said, for ourselves, we're located in Springdale, Arkansas, uh, Northwest Arkansas, and uh, like I said, you can still go to Grayson University and even look us up if you ever in doubt and you're wondering something like man this this school said they're a gracie school you can always look it up on the list you know mm-hmm. because there is a certified list so uh no one won't be able to say that there are they are a gracie school under the gracie university you can look it up on the list if the person says they're a certified instructor 
You can look that instructor up on a list. You can just ask him, hey, yeah, what's your name? You don't got to tell him you're doing it. It's like, what's your name again? Oh, okay. You can go off to your side, pull it up <laughs> on your phone, you know, and, and look it up. Go to Gracie University because even if you're a certified instructor, all certified instructors are on uh, the, the list also. And it's to, to, to protect people so they know that, yeah. you know, hey, it's not just someone trying to uh, just – Use use the name to get people to come in, and there it is a difference. It is a difference as far as the uh, the teaching of quality, and especially the uh, the curriculum, because the curriculum is one hundred percent from the beginning based on being able to use jujitsu versus a striking opponent, someone who means one hundred percent ill will towards you, whether that's to knock you out, whether that's to choke you and drag you off, throw you in a trunk or drag you to the bushes or something. I mean, what, incapacitate you. In some yes. Way. In some way to do. Yeah. Just so we focus on being able to use our jujitsu in that uh, particular fashion, because it is uh, it does go off into a sport. You can uh, compete with it, uh, which is fun. Uh, I love to watch competitions and things like that, but I, I always keep it uh, for what it is truly intended for, and that's to be able to defend yourself against a bigger, stronger, more athletic opponent. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we've been talking this whole time about how empowering that is. And if you are if you are local to Northwest Arkansas, like I said, if you're not local, you need to immediately go to gracieuniversity.com, right? Yes. Okay, and figure that out. But if you are local... You're going to want to get in with the Ivies ASAP, and you guys offer 10 days, 10 classes free. Right? Yes, yes. First 10 consecutive classes are free uh, for, for all new students. Uh, so, yes, yeah, stop on in. Wear comfortable clothes. You can find us on uh, GracieNWA.com. Uh, That's our website there. You can uh, look us up on uh, Instagram. Was it Gracie Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah, and NWA. it's really funny. Z runs it, and um, you're going to want to watch his stories. You know, he's talking to cows and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Instagram and Facebook. Instagram and Facebook is Gracie Jiu-Jitsu NWA. Okay. So both, same on both ends. Yes. Um, email is com. I mean, at, at Gmail, I'm yes. sorry. And if you guys are not local and you just have questions about Gracie, you can still email the Ivies, sure and can. I know that they would be happy to answer sure your can. questions. If you have questions for Britt specifically, just about her story, Britt's a, a pretty open book, and I know that she really loves to share with kids and with women who have been in similar situations and be there for them. So, Britt, how can they reach you specifically? Uh, my email address is Britt. S golden at gmail awesome and you have you have fa- a personal facebook and instagram as well so they can find yeah. you there and we'll link to both of those things in the show notes um i wanted to i'm so grateful for you guys being on this show because i think that what you guys are doing is is for the kids that we're talking about it's for the kids who are higher risk who come from Definitely. hard places who have trauma in their history and so I think that what you guys are doing is so influential for us as adoptive parents to help our kids to just to just be able to have a chance at a normal life, to be yeah. able to walk through life not scared. Um, and on that note, I want to end with a quote from Yuzi. And I don't know if, if you've said this before, but I thought it was really cool. You said, if, um, if a man decides that it's okay to put his hands on you, there's no more negotiation at that point. Jiu-jitsu 
tells you how to just break their arm. Like exactly. there's, there's exactly. no more negotiation. And I think that that's cool that those are the tools that you're handing them. Exactly. That's, that's, I teach that to women because as far as like the guys that take the class, I always teach the guys about negotiation. I teach kids about negotiating. Women, when it comes where a grown man decides to attack a woman, decide he wants to uh, drag her off, whether it be to rape her or torture or whatever it is. Or just to beat her up. Just to beat her. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That shouldn't happen. So you have green lighted to use your jujitsu to end whatever he's doing. To end this. Exactly. Amen. And that's why I teach women in class. Yeah. If you find yourself against a man having to use these techniques, I always tell him, finish it. You grab that arm, you go home with it. <laughs> if you have to wrap their neck, you wrap their neck, you put them out, and, and you get to a phone, you call the police, and, you know, just finish it. Yeah. Uh, I teach negotiation with, to our kids uh, 100%. I teach negotiation to our to our uh, To kids against God. other kids, not against yes, adults. Against, yes, against other kids, exactly. Because I always on that, I never teach kids to hit or we we never that's something else you need to understand about jujitsu. There are no strikes in Grace Jiu Jitsu. We do not teach punching, kicking, elbow. We do not teach strikes. So you're probably already thinking like, whoa, hold up. Hold <laughs> up. Is someone mean to tell me someone's trying to punch me in the face and you're telling me you're gonna teach me how to defend myself without Using a punch or a kick, exactly Unless right. Unless to get their head in position for an American. Hey, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> look at you, look at you. That's class three right there, I but think. But you don't need to know <laughs> how, how to class two. That's class two. You just need to, <laughs> you just need to distract them See, to get the See, you need going. to come to class and you will understand what that mean right there. Exactly, You're a proud exactly. instructor right now, though, Yes, right? I am. You're paying attention. So, exactly, <laughs> if it's something like that, you're trying to set them up to, to finish it, to get a, a, a limb. Isolated. You do. We do distraction uh, shots. We're not trying to hurt anyone. It's just to get them to do a certain thing that we need them to do, just so we can finish the technique, which is beautiful. You was paying attention. I love that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So yeah, I always teach women. Yeah, because like I said, that women's class Monday, Wednesday. I I teach women from a different perspective because I mean, if there are some reason with another woman altercation, no, that's that's different. But a guy, hey. You got to finish it. Because like I said, if a guy feels like that you're the one that he's going to attack right now, you got to deal with him quickly. Um, I did want to say our Gracie Bullyproof Kids program. It's on Monday and Wednesday from 5 to 6. And it's for 8 years old to 13. Right. So um, if you have a teen girl, then she can go to the Yeah, if class, you have right? 14 and up, um, our women's class is Monday and Wednesday um, six to seven or our adult class, which is a mixed class. Women can go to that one too. Um, it's Monday through Thursday, seven to eight. Mm. Awesome. Yes. And, and we do private classes as well. So yes. if those don't fit in your schedule or you think your child needs a private class, like you don't feel like they should be in a class with everybody yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we do privates, which can make people feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah. You also get one-on-one um, instruction, which is awesome. so, Sign up for that now because uh, people are, these last couple of weeks, hey, man, if people have really been uh, 
gravitating to those private classes and I only have I only will offer a certain amount of private classes because I do have a wife and I do have kids. <laughs> <Yes. and laughs> you can't do jujitsu all, all day. Long. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to come home and get choked by my wife because I've been Which gone she all can day. Do. <laughs> I can. I can so, so yeah, go ahead get in on those private classes if that's something that interests uh interest you for sure and as as an adoptive mom um i know that this doesn't just go for the ivs but also for anyone trained under the gracie system but as adoptive moms you know we're always afraid with who who can we trust with the information about our kids because especially our kids who have uh, an attachment disorder like rad or something or odd or something else you know we're we're constantly afraid of of um of being able to tell people the truth, being able to say this is how it is at home and having them believe you because home versus what your kids might portray elsewhere, uh, that can be scary. And I, I can say that anyone trained under the Gracie system and especially the Ivies, you guys, you guys understand trauma, obviously, because mm-hmm. it hits very close to home. And you guys, you guys will get it. You can talk to them about your kids and the situation that they're in, and they're going to hold that with the utmost care. So thank oh, you guys definitely. for that. Mm-hmm. I know that from personal experience. So oh, yeah. um, thank you for that. And thank you so much for being on the show. I can't wait for everyone listening to be able to, um, I don't know, just to get this knowledge and have another tool in their, their, uh, their tool belt for these kids. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Thank you for listening to the Adoptive Mom Podcast. I know this stuff is hard, and I hope you found encouragement here. Remember, you are enough, and you're doing a great job. God wants to be at the center of this journey, and He is big enough to redeem all of our mistakes. Don't forget to check out show notes and other resources at theadoptivemompodcast.com. Thanks again for listening.